0: Last time, on Night School at Vesperal Academy. Our adventures take us from deep in the dungeons below Castle of Vesperal, up into the wider world outside. Now we've been exploring with Chu for a while here, but when we left off, we were on our way out of the castle. But how did we get here? Well. Illyria is a young human from the frigid north uh, up in the Oxbends. Igor is from a gate town to the southern edge of the towers. The towers, of course, being Residus Towers, the one city in all the realms of Residus. There is just one city, a massive sprawling mega mega metropolis full of magic. Um, And this is where we find ourselves. We've had a full campaign. You can find that over over in the links, but we've had a full campaign in the towers themselves. But now in campaign number two, we find ourselves out in the frontier, outside of the towers. We follow these two as they're just trying to make their young way in the world but they run up against some trouble. Igor manages to find himself dead, and Illyria gets themselves bit, and the two of them are now Duskin. Duskin being a blanket term for the creatures of the night, Uh, vampires, ghosts, lycan. These folk are in for hard lives, and as such, some of the more powerful large secret groups of Duskin, especially the Vampire House Dahlia, they have coordinated to put together a secret school called Vesperal Academy. Here in Castle Vesperal, it's in the near frontier, the shallow frontier uh, near the town of Dawngreet and uh, hidden, tucked away a little bit into the forest here. Um, But that exact positioning does make their lives a little bit more difficult because to the north is Lycan territory and to the south is vampire territory. And it seems that that conflict is brewing once again. As Igor and Illyria attend classes, discover a little bit more about themselves, Igor about how his ghostly form is going to help or hinder him in his life, and then Illyria trying to understand what it's like, what it's going to mean for them to become a wolf once every month. The two of them have found a new home, but this new home is under threat. Most recently, Uh, House Dahlia has positioned some additional forces inside the castle in the form of clerics. The Conservatory is a program uh, among the sort of House Dahlia clerics uh, in which their special bond to blood makes them, if they're able to focus, very adept healers with some special skills. Dalia has positioned a, uh, a large unit of these clerics here uh, and the rest seems to be coming from the north, the rest of this conflict. This forest which stretches to the north, it's full of lichen living in hiding uh, and pushing south it would seem. But as Illyria has made friends with uh, some of the local lichen here inside the castle, uh, especially Chu, the leader of the werewolf gang, uh, the largest sort of active lichen uh, group, we'll call them a club, Illyria has begun to understand that there's more going on out in the forest than meets the eye. As Illyria was being introduced to Gambler's Fall, the the cave network underneath uh, the waterfalls at the far edge of the castle grounds and sort of the the lichen hangout, the secret lichen hideout, refugees begin to pour out of the woods, and the sounds of conflict ring out over the forest. The refugees seem to be almost exclusively lichen, um, and they're being pushed south by Something we know that there are as at least one threat in the area to Duskin. We know of the Lukabruska Hunters, explicitly dedicated Duskin hunters. They've been a little bit more quiet recently, but as Igor helped out in the infirmary, uh, one of these victims of some assault out there in the forest exclaims that it was vampires responsible for this. Chu has sworn revenge and now Illyria and Igor try to catch up with Chu's gang on their way out of the castle as Chu has sworn this revenge and intends to get it. You're like, you know, you're. It's. we'll figure it out, okay? You're not gonna be in trouble. Oh, you most certainly are going to be in trouble. Danny, don't you tell them that. Just like, come back inside and we'll get this all figured out. Oh, I've got it figured out already. They're going to be put in the stocks. From the other side of the door, we can hear Danny Shouting, trying to get us back in and somewhere deeper beyond in the Barbican, Cozon with his ram's horns tangled up in vines, he shouts, threatening what punishments may follow this bit of uh, this bit of mutiny on the part of Illyria and Igor. Illyria and Igor are now in the Welcome Hall. The Welcome Hall is this horrifying hall of traps um, that runs alongside the Barbican, and as such, this door uh, from the Barbican has opened into a slightly shorter section of this passage. We don't have to go up the very long, sort of upward ramp uh, of the majority of it, but we still do have a bit of this room to clear. We've got all these glowing eyes on us now. not quite the glow of the moon, but the glow of an animal with torchlight, reflecting off of their their strange night eyes. Um, but these are all people that we stand in front of. Um, as Illyria desperately holds onto the ring of this door because it locks from the other side, not from this side. Um, as Danny tries to get this door open to Retrieve us We're holding this door closed And behind us at the far end of the hall There is Chu I was hoping for A quieter exit But here we are We've got some revenge to take Alright you lumps Get him down here The lumps in question are some of the remainder Of Chu's gang Um, We see Steel who is Pretty close by us here Um, And as Illyria leans back just a little too far, suddenly, shink, a tiny little pinpoint of light coming from the ceiling suddenly uh, drops a spike that falls right along Illyria's shoulder, slicing off a tiny bit of hair, but Illyria did not end up in its path because Steel put a hand on their back just in time. Hey. Be real careful, okay? We're gonna get you safe through here, but this situation just got pretty sticky. Alright, Chew! We're on our way. Don't take too long. All these eyes coming from these uh, these little hoodlums, these little scamps uh, that are all part of Chu's gang. Uh, one of them nestled in the arms of a stationary suit of armor here, uh, looking down at the proceedings, getting ready to leap off when the time is right. Uh, people hanging uh, from the wall, sort of angled outward like mountain climbers, uh, hanging from uh, braziers and looking down at the floor where much of the danger lies now of course pulling on these braziers is no small bit of danger either as we stand here stock still for a moment steel starts to give out some orders all right get like a wedge underneath that plate there yeah yeah yeah, okay. If we can get you past this scythe, I think we should be able to get you around the fire trap and then it's gonna be pretty easy going from there. You're just gonna have to watch your step and move really slowly, okay? No sudden movements once you get past the fire trap. Um, hey, Monty, over here. A hulking lad comes from the shadows. Um. Very narrowly avoiding this little pinprick of light that seems to act like a a, a magical tripwire of some sort, um, and grabs onto the ring in the door. Illyria is stocky. Illyria, you know, uh, able to hold their own, but Monty is enormous. And uh, with a an arm braced up against the door frame and both hands clutched inside this ring. Monty holds onto the door and nods silently to Illyria. Illyria quietly releases hold here. Meanwhile, on the other side of the door, the knocking continues. Hey, you know, we can like we can sort this out. I just need you to I just really need you to come back inside. Come on! Come on, come back out! Steel guides us as we take our tentative steps, both Illyria and Igor, because, although Igor may have an easier time avoiding harm by certain things, some of these traps are definitely meant to interact with ghosts as well. Because if there's one thing that we've discovered here, uh, it's that conflict does not stay outside of Dusk and Spaces. Let's see how we do. It's going to take two decent rolls to actually three, excuse me, three to get fully across this section of the hallway. This Hall of Traps is no joke. Even just the short way, we have a considerable little distance to tread here, and it is absolutely chock full of traps. Illyria takes some tentative steps, um, holding on to a brazier when indicated by um, a fox faced girl. Um, Stepping onto a plate that has three of these, uh, three of Chu's gang standing around it. Each of them uh, with a little sort of metal wedge, uh, looks like some climbing gear almost. Um, a little med- metal wedge wedged into the floor, preventing this this stone from sinking down and triggering something terrible. Illyria manages to waltz through here quietly, carefully, and they arrive in front of a section of the hall that seems warmer than anywhere else. From the wall to the left, there is a a seam in some of the the brickwork here, which it might seem like a crack to the unobserved eye. It might seem like just sort of derelict stonemasonry, and yet there is a gentle geyser of steaming hot air coming from there that we know is not the hottest thing that could be emerging if we step improperly. Igor, let's see how you fare. Fantastic. You also succeed in getting past the first. No problem. Uh, that's without any help, even. Meanwhile. Uh, as you as you float across this stone you can see that um, the 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 gang members here start to pull these wedges out after um, after <laughs> Steel manages to make his way across and a number of them go over and approach the door where Monty stands and uh, after some quiet conferring they start to wedge these metal wedges underneath the door um, and then turn around breathe heavily, including Monty himself, uh, and make a running jump to cross this big stone here, uh, and manage to land beside us, all topsy-turvy. Everyone sort of catches a hold of each other to make sure nobody falls into bad territories. We hear kind of a shink, a slice in the darkness, but everyone's unharmed. Steel says, Now the trick here is to spin out of the way. We know that Crossing this air is sort of what triggers it. So you got to spin so it doesn't really, I don't know, register that you're here. Just spin away from it. Watch me. He leaps forward, does a spin sort of around it, almost as if he's rolling off this little curtain of hot air that comes out. And (laughs) little spits of fire come jetting out of this crack, but nothing seems to really register. Uh, It doesn't fully... Doesn't fully roast him. He nods. uh, Over at the far end, uh, these wedges in the door seem to be holding tight for now. But Danny continues to bang on the door. (laughs) All right. Hey, I'm like, I'm losing my patience here. Uh, uh, You know, I think uh, there was a time when you and I, we could have sort of seen eye to eye on this. But now, now, starting to lose my patience. Illyria goes next. All right. Igor, follow close to me. And don't get blown away by this hot wind like you did up in the tower. Illyria leaps forward and crossing this curtain of hot air, a massive jet. of fire gouts out from the wall from this this these this jagged crack in the wall and it does manage to catch illyria um illyria falls to the ground next to steel um who manages to keep them outside of uh, any other traps but illyria's shoulder has caught a significant burn and uh, across their neck and the back of their neck as well Illyria sort of shies away from their clothing as this burn starts to register, and, Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that sucks. Igor, be careful. This fire trap is no joke. Igor, you're up next. Igor thinks it, doesn't seem like this is the first time these people have been here. Uh, and looking around, it certainly appears that Choose Gang has a bit of a system for this. Um, Choose Gang, we could anticipate that they are probably uh, sneaking out of the castle as regularly as they can, but they certainly have some systems in place here. They've brought some gear, uh, they know some of the patterns here. And uh, yeah, it seems like they they are no slacks when it comes to trying to navigate the welcome hall. Igor, against a three and a 10. You rolled a six. Um, I don't think you can beat a 10. You would need a plus five. Uh, and as such, that is a partial success. Um, ooh, I mean, even if you use your haunt, No, you're at zero haunt because you had to use your very last bit. Um, And so you are currently at zero haunt. Uh, You're going to need to re-manifest before you want to use that again. You are blown against the wall here. Uh, This fire tends to... It seems like it jets you almost out of its own path. And you think for just a moment that you might be safe here. But then you've been blown off course by this jet of fire and in the darkness a tangle of sharp wires that seem to be made of something that stings whips out of the uh, out of the opposite wall that you've just been blown over toward and spins around and you feel yourself in considerable pain as it catches you in the leg, up, and up up, high in the leg. You stumble back over toward the center of the room where um, Illyria tries to catch hold of you and barely manages to do so in your ghostly form. Uh, you are a little worse for wear. It's taken a bit of edge off of your spirit here. We've got one more hurdle to get over here. Uh, this one is less dangerous, but it's not going to be a nothing. It's not gonna mean nothing. Alright, alright, no, you're doing good. You're doing good. I know it it burns and it stings, but we had to uh we had to map our way through a lot of this before we learned how to get out of the castle safely. And I guess maybe safely is kind of an overstatement. He Pulls the leg of his trousers up a little bit, and uh, on one of his ankles, we can see that there is a considerable burn there. Become this way enough, you're going to get burned. It just happens. One more. It's becoming a little bit more distant now as we are right in front of the door to Tower Skullaport. This next bit is just a matter of slow going. There are little bars of moonlight that seem to be coming from odd angles in the roof. Most odd, of course, because they don't all come from the same angle, and so this moonlight can't all be quite on the up and up. Bits of mist shimmer inside these bars of moonlight, and They're absolutely unavoidable. There's no dodging and ducking through them like an Ocean's movie. Steel simply says, all right, slow, just real slow. Illyria steps forward into these bars of moonlight, gingerly, but shuffles their feet more quickly than they should and these bars of moonlight suddenly become solid. They become solid blades of uh, some milky white metal that suddenly shh shh shing, shing. And as we move too quickly over here, uh, each time Illyria passes from one, uh, sort of swinging a limb through the other one, Illyria is off balance, stumbling forward and absolutely manages to catch Some significant pain at the result of uh, passing through these things. Illyria drops forward, uh, falls down, and falling, manages to fall right on top of one of these bars of moonlight. That becomes this band, this blade of milky white metal, and Illyria's hands drop right onto it. Igor, 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 go slow. Chu rushes forward uh, now here at the very end of the hallway. Uh, She stands in the threshold here into Tower Skullaport and helps Illyria to stand up off of this blade of milky white metal uh, and immediately starts to wrap up Illyria's hands in some torn cloth. (sighs) it's a dangerous way I know it is thank you for joining me even though it's cost you something listen this is how it goes for anyone who doesn't stay safe in the castle here for anyone who tries to act outside anyone who tries to have an impact on the world I can promise you it's going to come with its cuts and bruises Chu wraps these tightly around Illyria's hands uh, as uh, Illyria grimaces and uh, a few few uncaught tears rush off of their face. But Chu grabs the bandages when she's done and says, This is the price of doing something. Of action. And you've paid this cost. You've done well. It's not a cost everyone's willing to pay. These moonbeams fade back from metal into simple moonbeams, and these, these traps reset. Igor, it is your turn for the last leg of this. You followed Illyria a few steps behind through these beams of moonlight, and you were able to move slowly enough. Even watching Illyria stumble and fall, you moved slowly enough until the very end. The very end when Illyria fell forward and landed hands first on this blade of moonlight. You lurched for just a moment, and one of these blades catches you across the back. At the far edge, without any additional ghosts to help out, Igor, there's nothing that can be done for your back. And frankly, Illyria is not receiving any healing here, but we've made it through this hall of traps for the moment. The rest of Chu's gang traverses these traps as best they're able. Um, Chu says, I'm just glad they haven't changed it since the last time, but..." I can virtually guarantee they might even be different when we come back. With all this going on down in the woods, they're going to be changing things up. We're going to have to get back in the hard way. And what is the hard way? If that's not the hard way, what's the hard way? Asks Elyria. <sighs> Asking a beak, says Chew, and grimaces. Um, Steel sort of like hides a smile for a second. Um... And then sobers up and says, I'm sorry y'all got beat up so bad on the way out here, but I'm with Chu. Not everyone's willing to pay this price. Let's go. And we head on out through Tower Skullaport. Tower Skullaport, we look up into it and we can see uh, what almost look like balconies, except they're just simply... The upper floors have been shattered, and this is the area where we were first ambushed on our way into the castle. These busted out floors are currently uninhabited as we traverse um, out into the parade grounds themselves. Chu leads the way and Steele close behind, uh, sort of marshaling the ranks here. Illyria follows Chu pretty closely. Um, Igor, where do you think you are in this arrangement here? as we make our way out into the parade grounds, Chu leans over to Illyria uh, as as Steele is walking around, kind of getting some of the others collected, uh, making sure everyone's got their gear, making sure everyone else who needs a little bit of bandaging has got it. Chu leans over to Illyria and says, All right, so I'll tell you this. As you are well aware, it was hard enough for me to get you cleared with all the other like in here let me tell you something we don't have ghosts or vampires accompany us very often and by very often I suppose I mean never can we trust Igor? of course of of course you can trust Igor Igor will never do anything to jeopardise me and I would never do anything to jeopardise you you can trust Igor through me <sighs> Chu narrows her eyes I don't like it I'm sorry Illyria. we don't take other dusking with us we operate as Lycan we, we know lycan strategies we know how each other operate but I don't know what to do with a ghost I do I do too, I can guide Igor where he needs guidance, but frankly he's a good navigator and he's smart, and he's silent. He's a ghost, but even before then he was stealthy as the wind. I'm looking around at everything that you're wearing and it tells me that perhaps an ability to not be seen would come in handy tonight, right? This is a heart check. Chu nods, and uh, cocks her head off to the side, listening to the night. Her pierced nose wrinkles a little bit as uh, she smells the night air, and says, (laughs) Yeah? Well, you're right about that. We've got to keep it quiet here. Alright. Well, if you know what to do with him, I'll handle the rest. Um, Illyria wanders over toward Igor, uh, who has been hanging further back so you can hear what the others are saying. Um, it is, it's going to be a shadow roll for you. Hey, against matching threes, you rolled a six, which means you're going to get some good info here. Um, uh, as Illyria and Chu are in there having their little discussion, Steel has been collecting all of the new, uh, every every new person who emerges out of the tower, out of Tower Skullaport here, this ruined tower um, that is the true entrance into Castle Vesperal. Um He takes each new person coming out and redirects them against the wall into this little shadow outside of even the moonlight um, in a corner here just outside the door. As they climb down the rubble, he catches them and sends them off into this corner and he's directed you there he looks skeptical not hostile but skeptical and hanging back uh, you've been directed against this same wall you hear lots of whispers um you manage to sort of get leaned in a little closer than anyone thinks because a you're very sneaky but b monty the werebear provides a lot of pretty good cover um as you sidle up next to monty sort of listening over his shoulder you hear Duskin discussing what they're going to do tonight. The fox-faced girl says, All right, I think that uh, we've got a good chance of getting into the forest, okay? From here, I think. Uh, But, Monty, you said that uh, some of the scouts were reporting that we're going to have to go through the the falls? Yep. Through the falls and... I'm not sure the ghost is going to be able to keep up. He's not going to have the running water problem like the vampires would, but we're going to be plenty far away from the castle. Might make it difficult. Yeah, it might make it difficult. But I suppose if if the boss thinks it's okay, then it's fine with me. Sure is. Igor, you quickly slide back against the wall at a casual, uh, unsuspecting distance from Monty as uh, Monty casually turns around to look at you. You slide back in as Monty continues to talk with the rest of the crew. All right. Steel, do we have a plan for tonight? Yeah, the plan for tonight is reconnaissance. We're equipped to do a little bit more damage than that, right? And the fox-faced girl nods, uh, clutching her pack, which is laden down a bit more than the rest. You don't know what she's got in there, but Steele nods and says, We've been hearing some reports. Chu and I were helping down in the infirmatory, and down there, some of the lichen were saying, this isn't Luca Brusca, at least not all of it. It sounds like they, they were responsible for an attack on some of the logging camps, but from further north, something else happened. Vampires. Some uh, sort of anxious muttering from around, and Steel kind of quiets them with a hand. I know, I know. Chu doesn't care who it was, neither do I, and if you're with us, neither should you. Chu says somebody has to pay for what happened to all those people down in the dungeons right now. All those wounded, being treated as we speak by by vampires. His eyes go a little grim for a moment but he shakes his head and says, if they're there in the castle, they're as safe as they can be. Safer than on the outside. But what happens next is a sabotage mission. Whatever's waiting for us out there in the woods, we're not gonna be strong enough to take it head on. So we have to be quiet and we have to be careful, okay? Now I know a couple of you have got transformations probably tonight, yeah? The fox-faced girl nods. All right, you may have to hand off that pack to somebody if it happens too early. At this point, uh, all of the rest have come out of the tower and have collected along the wall, and there are about uh, about a dozen students here, uh, in addition to some of the leadership, like uh, Chu and Steele, uh, and then you and me, Igor. Steele's eyes have gone a little grim, um, but... Looking here at the group, Steele says. We don't know exactly what we're going to find out there. That means we've got to stay close and we've got to stay focused, alright? I'm hearing some spell swords. That's what I heard. There are some murmurs among the lichen here. I know, I know. Dangerous, okay? I've, and it's worse than that. I've heard... I've heard they're from House Calthea. Um, we can't do this. We can, we can do this. Chu thinks we can do this. And Chu starts to sort of wander over here, um, looking at this group that Steel has assembled as they start to murmur uh, in some significant fear. Yep, you heard him. House Calthaya? Far as I've heard? House Krakata is getting set up in the forest as well. Now, those of you, no, no, listen, listen. Those of you who've lived in this forest, you know, you know the danger that we're going up against. If you want to leave, I want you to leave right now. If you can't handle this, if you can't stay focused, and if you can't commit yourself to this mission, if you can't commit yourself to the revenge for what we've seen down in the basement of the castle today, all those people, Children. Children, you hear me? This wasn't just a, a mining camp. That was Luca Brusca. We're going to get them to... Any of you who can't commit to this because you're afraid or you don't think it's worth it, I want you to tell me right now. We'll send you back inside. You can wait for them to shut off the traps. You'll have a, You'll have a neat way back inside. I demand two things you leave right now and you say nothing not to no upper class not to no beaks you say nothing but if you're with me if you're committed to passing judgment on the people that have harmed our kinfolk living peacefully trying to find their next meal out in the forest you come with me we got the tools we've got the organization We've got all we need. We're going to get connected with the pack outside Castle Grounds and we're going to take this thing on the offensive. We've got an assignment. That assignment is revenge." No one turns to leave the group. Illyria slides along the wall next to Igor, and the two of us stand at a little distance away, and Illyria whispers so that only Igor can hear, Igor, I was able to talk Chu into letting you accompany us, but I'm a little worried about you. I was able to talk to them about how useful you would be on a, a stealth mission like this, but do you think that you're okay? I know Well, we're both a little rough around the edges right now. And Illyria holds up their hands, wrapped in quickly bloodied bandages. Um, Neither of us got through that in great condition. Are you going to be alright? Are you up to do this? I know you don't... You probably don't feel the same connection to these people that I do. But... Chu has taught me some things and I think if I'm going to make it I'm going to need friends like this we both are as long as you're willing to come with I'm okay with it I I think I've got her pretty well convinced but are you sure you want to join us if you want to turn back now if you want to turn back now none of us and I mean none of us and they put a hand on your shoulder which curiously enough sort of seems to rest there properly for the first time uh, in a long time none of us will think any less of you how much do they trust me uh well considerably i think chu is looking for any help she can get right now and i was able to make a pretty good case for you so i think they trust you Quite a bit, at the moment. Of course, I'm up to it. It is important to you, so it is important to me. Illyria's smile has definitely changed since they transformed for the first time. Changed in a way that seems permanent, but might not even be perceptible to anyone who hasn't known them for quite some time. But Igor, you know them. You know this smile is different, but you know it's a smile of appreciation. And with that... Illyria nods, Once to you, turns and nods to Chu, and we start to make our way out into the forest. As Chu and Steel lead the way out into the castle grounds, across the parade grounds, down the hill, through a circle of stones and into the forest here on the castle grounds, We're following the River Argent. This is not the same path that we took before, but Steel turns back to the group and says, sounds like some of the skirmishes we've been hearing about, have been happening down along the lower river. So we're gonna stick to the upper river for now till we get to Gambler's Fall. He sort of turns back and looks at Igor for a moment, Um, suspiciously almost, Um, but you know after overhearing their discussion that he's sort of looking for signs that you are dissolving or uh, sort of being held back by the castle. Um, And it doesn't seem that that is the case, at least not yet. You've been accepted into this mission, but it doesn't seem like it makes you one of the club. And so as the rest of the group sort of walks on, looking over their shoulders at you occasionally, but not paying you too much mind, you've got some time to look into the items that you retrieve from Professor Urtrek. Of course, you were not allowed to retrieve the long dirk uh, covered in runes, but you were able to get a few other things. Uh, one of which is a talon knife, uh, and the second of which is a clear potion smelling of chamomile. However, we have a few other items here as well that have yet to be identified: a polished hardwood stick smelling of petrichor—that's the sort of—that's the smell you get after the rain. Um, a very messy quill, like a very messy quill. Um, it seems to be just absolutely sloppy. A seashell and a lump of clay. That's thats three for the lump of clay and I think that's going to be enough for us to make this vote for right now. I don't know about y'all, but I'm feeling excited about it. Here we go. Full miss on this front. Igor, as we walk through the forest here, you glide along and you take this lump of clay out of a torn piece of cloth uh, tied up with a vine and uh, fastened to the end of a stick that Illyria is carrying over their shoulder right now. Um, Igor... You take this lump of clay and you press it into your hands. Um, you're delicate at first, um, unsure what sort of strange effects it might have. And pressing it down, um, you don't recognize it in any way. You've never seen anything like this—not in your time as a as a young child back in uh, back in your gate town. This doesn't seem to be an alchemical component. You don't recognize this in the least. Pressing it on your hands, um, you don't see what this might do. As you walk through the forest here, um, the rush of the river on your left side, um, we pass further and further away from the castle, and it is lost in the trees behind us. At first glance, very hard to tell what this clay might be and you're certainly getting some odd looks from your current companions um including illyria uh, as illyria just sort of like smiles at you and uh looks down at this thing i don't know um let's see if i can give you some help here Ugh! against an eight and a ten i rolled a four uh on a miss oh boy oh boy I was trying to help. I was trying to help. Um, Illyria grabs onto a bit of this stuff and uh, starts to knead it around in their hands, but it quickly gets very sticky, and they start to shake it off. Illyria grabs onto this stuff and starts to just like stretch it in random bits and uh, and you know pull it apart. Um, it starts to get a little bit more pale and uh, takes off some of that bluish hue that it took on when you were manipulating it. And as it does so, Illyria says, "Ah." Oh, oh oh my hands oh my hands and looking at illyria's hands they are sort of gnarled up um uh like like someone experiencing um like arthritis or something um but illyria's hands sort of seize up in this rough way and i can't move them right i can move them a little ah take this take this away from me Igor quickly shapes it into a little humanoid figure and chucks it at a tree to see what happens next. Unfortunately, Illyria was not able to provide you with any advantage here. Igor, you chuck this thing away from yourself, uh, not wanting to hold onto it for too long in case it might be dangerous. Um, Illyria's hands start to relax a little bit, um, but it seems that just sort of like stretching it out and handling it really, really messily was not the right answer as you chuck it against this tree here you suddenly see something absolutely horrifying the whole group stops stock still as this clay slams into the tree stretches out and you hear I love for just a moment, it sounds exactly like Orif Barcerand. And looking at the tree, we can see what appears to be Orif Barcerand's melted face. Where the where the clay hit. The clay splattered across this tree, and now there is this sort of melted, it's almost like a melting wax mask of Orif Barcerand on the tree. It made that noise. Oh yeah. And then just. And then goes silent and still. Absolutely horrifying. You hear hisses and growls from some of the lichen surrounding you as this tree goes still once more, but this sort of weird splat of clay sticks up against the bark. Professor Ertrick as a spy would have certainly use for distractions, but very notable use for disguises. As the clay continued to sit on this tree, you notice that it starts to lose some of that blue tinge that it had when it was on your blue skin. It starts to lose some of the pale aspect that it had when it was on Illyria's pale skin, and now, As it sits there on this tree bark, it starts to take on sort of a tree bark texture to it and color, and peeling this clay down off of it and gently rolling it back into a ball, it ceases, it makes no noise, it uh, doesn't reform into anything else, but this would come in some serious use in trying to create very convincing disguises. The rest of the lichen look at you in horror as you peel this melting Professor barsarand face off of this tree branch and gently work it back into a ball and stow it back in the pack. Um, <laughs> I think Steel starts and then uh, uh, Illyria interrupts. So what in, the, what in the name of all the gods was that? Igor. Igor! Gods, that was terrible to hold and even more terrible to see and to listen to. What in the hells was that? I think that we need to uh, perhaps need it with a sample of whoever we are trying to create a disguise of or something like that. A disguise? You think? Huh. I guess I just handled it too roughly, but it didn't react well to me. Do you think that means that Professor Urtrick was disguised as Professor Barcerand at some point recently? Maybe that was the last disguise that Professor Urtrick used. You don't think... You don't think they're the same person, do you? Have we... No, we've seen... We've seen Professor Barcerand since then. So... Hopefully, hopefully, every time we were talking to Professor Barserand, it was really Professor Barserand. Yes, I don't know what just happened, but that was hellish, and I don't want to see it again while we're out here, all right? Keep that put away. Gods. Hmm. It is possible that he disguised himself as Professor Barserand, Yes. The other lichen are just sort of, like, looking at you wide-eyed. Uh, not quite sure how to handle you right now, Igor, who just threw a magic face against a tree uh, and <laughs> scared the hell out of everyone because it was, uh, it was a, a very startling teacher that you just threw against the wall. Professor Barserand is a notably spooky guy, even among Duskin. All right, we gotta get back on our way here. Let's just... Keep it quiet, all right? As we progress further and deeper into the forest. The discussion starts to die away as we hear sounds in the forest. Nothing immediately leaps out as sounds of conflict and Chu, with a bit of a hush, says, All right, Steel. I want to keep everyone quiet and uh, send out the scouts, all right? Okay. All right, Monty, take that pack. All right, lady, you're headed out. Uh, lady, who seems to be the girl with the fox face? Uh, she. She looks up at the Moons, uh, the Seven Moons, in their strange, incomprehensible orbit above, and uh, as Lady heads forward, um, we start to see the red hair down her back start to spread down her neck, uh, across her shoulders, uh, down her arms, and as Lady passes between a few trees, Suddenly, there is a sizable fox, uh, a classic red, uh, red-bodied red with a white chest and belly, heading off into the forest in front of us. Uh, another turns into a weasel and starts to head forward. Um, as we hold here, uh, Steel sort of puts up a fist and indicates for us all to hold on for a moment. Um, these creatures rush forward into the forest. Um, Illyria says... We don't have any of the owls or the ravens with us. It seems like they would be pretty handy here. No, Chew. He leans in a little bit more as uh, Chew sort of hangs out at the very front of the group, distracted, waiting for the scouts to come back. Um, Ch- Steel kind of whispers in Illyria's ear. Igor, you're quiet enough to be close enough to hear it if you wish. I think Chu really sees this as not just a Duskin problem, not just a Lichen problem, but a pack problem. She's got relatives that are not just in the pack, but like ranking in the pack. You saw one. Uh, her brother is a member of the pack as well and if he's in trouble she's gonna see this as a pretty personal vendetta and yeah i mean eternal hunger we've got a few there are a few lichen that are birds but not here at the castle none of the students and his students are either unaffiliated or they're with a different pack A different pack? Are there multiple packs here at school? Not organized like we are, no. But, yeah, some of them can trace their bites back to bigger packs. Different ones. There's another one that's kind of close by that uh, we just don't get along with real well. Chu turns over her shoulder and just puts a finger to her lips. And Steel quiets down again and says... It's the pack of the Wild Guardians. We're pretty sure that they're not coming down this far south, but if they are, it's going to mean a war between the Lycan at Castle Vesperal. I'm not even sure we could survive that with everything going on right now. But the Wild Guardians, they, they live way up north in the forest, probably close to where you're from. Up near the Oxbends. Yeah. They've got something up there that they defend with tooth and claw. And, well, we don't get along with them too good. Okay. I mean, are you sure that I'm not from some other pack? Are are we sure that this is where... No, we're sure. We're sure your transformation schedule, being a wolf and all, and, well... When you told Chu about those armbands that they were wearing? He reaches into his pack and pulls out a yellow armband marked with the very same insignia. It is that horseshoe shape, sort of a big U, and inside that sort of horseshoe shape, there are spikes. Your eternal hunger, I promise. All right. But. What quarrel do we have with the Wild Guardians? What Can we really afford to be fighting each other like this? I mean, no, we can't. But that doesn't stop them. No, we wish they would join us. The hunting grounds that we hold here... I mean, I I say we, but really it's the pack. It's not us. It's the larger pack. The one that hunts out in the forest here, the one that holds most of the territory to the north of the castle. That pack it's running thin. It's running thin on hunting grounds, running thin on prey. We gotta stay fed, and as I'm sure you've noticed And with this, I think on cue, there are some rumbles from the bellies of uh some of these gang members here who didn't get a chance to get anything to eat on our way out of the castle. As I'm sure you've noticed, that hunger is nothing to mess with. You can't bargain with it. You can't negotiate with it. You can't run from it. It's just there. We wish they would come down and help us fight our way south into vampire territory, but, well, houses Calthea and Crocata, who I'm hearing are in the area. They put up a pretty bloody front. We can't break through it. And so we're trapped between the wild guardians to the north and whatever it is they're protecting from us, their kin, or at least what should be. Trapped between them and the vampires down to the south. This castle is one of the furthest south positions that we like and can even hold on to, And even that's disputed territory. Lots of other students, I mean, the headmistress herself is a vampire, so it's hardly seized territory. Some people, Javak being one of them, consider it enemy territory. But then again, we could be in Wild Guardian's territory, and he would call them all enemies too. All right with everything that we've been seeing from Luca Brusca, we may need to be finding a lot more friends than enemies. You're right. And we'll do what we can, but it's hard. Some of these packs have got feuds going back generations. Some say that the two of us, Eternal Hunger and the Wild Guardians, have been feuding since the beginning since the moon first blessed us and first blessed them I don't know I haven't studied back that far I'm, I'm, I'm working on it I've learned a couple of languages and I'm, I'm doing a lot of reading a lot more than I used to and I'm, I'm finding out about these things I probably know more about this conflict than most but some of these run too deep Igor says it sounds like a sticky place to be Suddenly, Chu is back in the conversation. Yeah, it's sticky, all right. But as much as I appreciate Steel giving you a bit of an education, it's time to focus up, all right? Whatever our disputes are with the Wild Guardians, they're up north, and we don't have any indication that they're coming down south. All of these refugees, what are coming down from the forest, they're all eternal hunger and... It seems that uh, all of them are reporting that whatever got them was either Luca Brusca or vampires, so we're not going to worry about Wild Guardians. Not today. All right? Focus up. At this point, the scouts come back and... Um, via a series of squeaks and uh, little fox yips we begin to understand the situation here in the forest. Approaching Gambler's Fall, Illyria and Igor look in awe as we approach Gambler's Fall and witness the battleground here. This battlefield strewn with bodies here in the dark, hard to see, although the light of the moon does illuminate a few of them. We are along the river right now, and only a few of us are up in front close enough to see, but there are dark shapes, and we have now reached the point where the crash of the waterfalls themselves are audible. Down below, strewn on both sides of the river. There are individuals limping back and forth through the water, trying to drag companions, trying to move into more defensive positions. There are no sounds of swords, but as we approach, we see some of these individuals moving through the water. We can see who they are. We see Professor Barsarand. He currently hung over his shoulders, is carrying a small professor, um, who is absolutely covered in hair. You've recognized this this, uh, little gnome professor before, but, you've never seen him covered in long, coarse hair like this, Um, and you know this to be one of the Lycan professors. You don't know what they've transformed into, but they are shrinking by the second back into their smaller gnome form. Um, Professor Barserand uh, slings this individual onto the creek bed uh, nearby, and uh, sort of lined up with some of the others here who are wounded. Another professor, Professor Brisley, is currently down on uh, hand to knees, sort of uh, going in between these injured folks, uh, patching up wounds. But these are beaks. Um, There are a few upperclassmen here as well that you don't recognize. uh, People from the Advanced Studies Wing. Uh, But, as... Professor Barserand turns and starts to look around through the water, across the water, across this river here, uh, into the forest, to the north, looking for any other professors that might have been injured. No! No, no, no! No! Hey, you over there! Who is that? WHO'S OUT ON THE GROUND?! He starts to wade through the water in a panic, and, uh, his top hat falls off and starts to rush off down in the stream. He proceeds forward without a care, and grabs onto someone who is being carried in, uh, toward the castle grounds. He grabs her and lifts her up with massive strength. Uh, Even though he's got these weird, spindly arms and legs, uh, he's very strong. And holding her up above the water, mumbling all the time as he goes, he says, Oh no, not tonight. No, no, no. A tear starts to fall down his cheek, and um, he lays Madame Franziska on the bank. No, no, no. All right, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Hey, mistress, come on, stay with me. And he slaps her across the cheek, and her head lulls in the proper direction Um, instead of just sort of limping at her shoulder. um, Her eyes blink open, and we can see a bright moon glow. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Come on. Come on, Francie. No, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. You hear me? We're gonna get you back to the your castle. You're gonna be just fine. You just you just stay awake. Keep those moon eyes bright at me, yeah? Come on, come on. These these white tattoos all over you don't mean nothing, do they? No, they mean you're powerful. They mean they mean you can't be killed. They mean nothing anybody does is gonna be able to take you down. You are the great Madame Francisca, and you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine leaving some of these other lichen professors here on the bank, he grabs onto her, and both of them, Professor Barserand and Madame Francelyska, shatter into shadows that suddenly <laughs> dart off in the direction of the castle over the top of the forest, um, barely visible in the light of the seven moons above. Igor says, he seems to be taking this hard. Yeah, I, I mean he definitely seems to love the school and his position but that cut him deep. That was Madame Franzaliska. What happened in the forest here? Do you think that whatever it is- In the distance maybe a mile away, across the river to the north, off of Castle Grounds. A deep growl. A growl so deep it almost sounds like a landslide. And trees move on the horizon. Something massive, bigger than wagons, big enough to be bumping up against multiple trees at once. A half dozen enormous old-growth trees are shaking. A flock of ravens caws and flies up and flies across the moons for just a moment, as everyone on the banks and everyone hidden here in Chu's party go absolutely silent as this crunching and cracking and quaking branches, (coughs) crashes northward, away from castle grounds. The beast, whispers Chu. That was the beast. Igor says, Do you think it was a wild guardian? Chu whispers. No. Steel, looking absolutely shocked, says, Chu, there's no reason for it to be this far south. You don't really think... I do. I do think that was the beast. That was hunger itself. (sighs) and a wild glint, a crazed grin comes across her face the beast hunger itself we've been blessed we've been blessed, listen to me hey, hunger, listen up Speaking now to the fox and the weasel, both in their transformed states. Speaking to all the rest of these Lycan who are not on their current moon phase to actually transform. Whispering to these creatures, all these Lycan here, Chu says, This is a blessing. The beast, hunger itself, has come to bless our endeavours tonight. This mission of revenge ...has been sanctioned by the very highest levels of the pack of the eternal hunger. She growls, almost unable to control herself. That was the hunger. I don't know what it did to professors, and I'm sure we're going to be finding out soon, but it's on its way back north. Whatever might have called it out of its caverns, whatever it is, it was this. This mission, it means something. It means something to hunger itself and we are going to succeed. We can't fail. Not anymore. Not with this blessing. No matter what we come up against, no matter what happens, we are going to execute the revenge of the hunger on whatever dared to attack our pack. We're not just a school gang tonight, you hear me? We're not just a a ragtag bunch of students. We are members of the pack. We have seen the beast itself. This is a blessing reserved, not even for those. My brother ain't even seen the beast himself. We've seen it. Illyria says quietly. I don't think I really got a good glimpse of- But Chu cuts them off and says, we've seen it. We are blessed, we are sanctioned, we move now. Illyria catches hold of Steele and says, um, I, I don't know what we just saw, but to me that seems like a direction we shouldn't be moving. Steele is looking wide-eyed. He is in shock as Chu moves forward um, along the upper edges of Gambler's Fall. There are a few stone walkways uh, that might be able to take a very balanced individual uh, without falling down the waterfalls. There would be some danger falling down the waterfalls. It is a multi-story drop, but it's divided up into multiple sort of sub-waterfalls. It sort of crashes into smaller pools and then falls over those pools into different areas. Um, This battlefield down below is still occupied by... uh, some professors that may well be uh may well be vampires um, we see a couple of ghosts flitting about but uh, we hide for the most part uh, as the predominantly lichen professors uh, are continuing to collect the wounded here um we don't see anyone who has died we don't see anyone being carried corpse-like um out of the water it seems like everyone here who is wounded has at least survived their wounds we take the path up above, passing along narrow little walkways of stone um, that some of them seem to be naturally forming, some of them seem to have been placed here, large boulders carried by, you know, maybe Monty or some of the other larger lichen in, in the history of the school. But we are up along this very top level of the falls, looking down below when we're not ducking and running at the professors down below. Chu heads across and the rest of the Lycan follow her, but Steele is still here in shock. The beast. The beast, it's like she said. The beast is hunger. It's hunger itself. He's a little shaky right now. Remember what I said? When the moon first blessed our pack the beast is said to be that very first creature that took on that blessing a dire wolf a dire wolf from the outer frontier it should be so much further north right now i don't know what it would be doing this far south unless Chu is right. And he shakes his head at the ground. Unless Chu is right, and this mission really is blessed. And we're gonna succeed. I've been I've been reading about this. There's a lot of stories that get told about the hunger, the original hunger. But if that shape, if that thing we just saw moving around really is the first hunger, it is an absolutely enormous dire wolf. I mean, I don't know how there could be wounded down below. The stories say that the hunger can eat any person in a single bite. Anyone. Even orcs, even ogres. Horses in single bites. Wagons cut in half by its jaws. I didn't even know it was real. I was starting to read and these... Damn historians from the towers, they talk about wild hunger like it's some kind of, some kind of superstition or something. Gods. Gods. The first hunger. They say it drew the blood of the first lichen in our pack. I don't even know if I can trust these books I'm reading anymore. They say that it's debatable who was the first lichen, but... I mean, it was us. All of our stories say that it was us. We've got years of stories that say that that dire wolf, that dire wolf drew the blood of the first lichen in ages long past. That was the first one to carry the blood of the eternal hunger and to pass it on to the next. So, so that is some... Ancient multi story wolf bigger than trees, but be- yeah, yeah, and Steel starts to grin. That's exactly what it is, it's the embodiment of hunger, it's the hunger of the moon herself. he, in almost a half-trance, starts to wander away toward the rest of the group. A blessing. A blessing from hunger. Illyria and Igor are left standing here on the edge of the river, about to cross the waterfalls, um, following the rest of the pack, and Illyria says, I mean, this got crazy right Igor can we do this <laughs> I, th- I I feel something Igor Igor says why do I think that that is maybe not what they heard Igor I can feel Igor. Illyria's teeth grow out a little bit more canine, and those claws come back on their hands. Igor, I can feel it. I am ravenous. Igor, I have to know what's there. Illyria starts to step across the waterfall, and as birds fly overhead, as creatures of the night make their little noises, as you follow, Igor, in response to every single one, you hear Illyria (sniffs) whip their head around and then moan with the hunger deep inside them right now. The hunger's blessing has indeed befallen the lichen here. Perhaps our mission itself is blessed. We did it, gang! We did it! We made it through! <laughs> we made it through the whole episode! We have absolutely been introduced to a new bit of lore. Between Steel and the rest of this gang here, um, we have learned, frankly, a ton about the Lycan dynasties nearby. We've learned quite a bit this episode. To recap some of that, uh, it seems that the the vampire houses, Calfea and Krokata who we know from our little eavesdropping, we have not told this to chew and steal yet, but we know that Madame Franzeliska and uh, uh, has advised Envoy Renia her sister, away from getting those houses involved, but we know that they intend to. That is where that is where Envoy Raina is headed right now. So Envoy Raina from House Dahlia is headed to get connected with some of the other vampire houses Houses Krakata and calthea They are the the sort of they're right there on the border between um, Lycan territory to the north and Duskin, uh, uh and Vampire territory to the south. They are sort of they are sort of the front lines of the Vampire presence um, in that southern territory there. So they are right there on the edge of of Lycan territory. Up to the north in Lycan territory, it seems like. The larger pack, the pack of the Eternal Hunger, is sort of trapped between the vampires to the south, especially, Houses Krakata and Calthea, and then to the north, another group of Lycan who don't seem to get along with them. They're protecting something up there from even other Lycan. Seems like there's a long, sort of, long-standing feud between these houses, but not quite the mortal enemies that the Eternal Hunger have against... Uh, houses Krakata and Kalthea. We know there are vampires involved here. We know there is darkness afoot, even on top of the Luka Brusca hunters sort of uh, rushing around in the forest, uh, hidden there, doing their hunting, whatever they might be up to right now. Um, And finally, as we reach the end here, we discover an important bit of lore from the pack of the Eternal Hunger they all… we're not quite sure of the relationship yet, whether they are led by, or whether they simply worship, this massive dire wolf. Now, as people who have hung around in expeditionering camps, you and I, Igor, Igor and Illyria, the two of us have absolutely heard stories about dire wolves. There might be dire bears that get maybe kind of close to this size, but no direwolves. Direwolves are like notably huge, like the size of two horses, but I mean not this big. This this was the size of like a, a small ship. It was absolutely massive, whatever was moving around out there in the forest. And Illyria can feel it in their gut right now, literally in their gut as the hunger itself is starting to overcome them. And if this really was the hunger, if this really was the dire wolf, this cosmic wolf truly, uh, if this really was the thing told of in stories passed on by generations, through ages of the pack of the, of the pack of the eternal hunger. If this really is the hunger itself, certainly feels like it, then maybe this mission really is blessed in some way by hunger. Whatever it was, it was absolutely massive. And Illyria certainly seems to be feeling the same thing that the rest of these Lycan are feeling. So there we have it. A bit of review for what happened today. Um, (laughs) Hogwarts TV says, ooh, I've got chills. And Marenver says, me too, Hippie. Hey, y'all... I am so thankful for y'all hanging around here with me. Um, this is such a weird thing. I know it is uh, to, to sort of be involved in this way. And uh, even for y'all to just sort of catch up with this and not have, you know, th- this isn't Critical Role. This isn't Dimension 20 where y'all have all these different, you know, a- uh, performers to like fall in love with. I really appreciate you joining me nonetheless. Um, I I had hoped that the ability to like participate for yourselves was gonna be enough that people would be interested in this and enjoy it But I am so thankful that y'all are here. Let me tell my little stories here Man is it exciting. Um We are just now entering I think kind of a new arc here this adventure outside the castle um, This is not gonna be like some little goof-em-up like two session thing we may be spending a few sessions here outside of the castle um there might be a a bit of an arc here so with that said let's talk about some of our current objectives shall we marenvez says it's cool i'm glad i decided to join in on a wednesday as am i i thank you all very much for being here if anyone is joining us that doesn't know what this is we are currently wrapping up a session but go ahead and use the lore command if you want to know more about this campaign uh you can use the bitly link for the lorekeepers tome bit.ly slash lorekeepers tome um, capital L capital T um, and that will bring you to the character sheets etc um, and then uh, recetus.phandom.com is going to bring you over to the wiki wherein we've got sort of larger information about the world in general. Um, Go ahead and use the links command if you would like to find uh, the playlists, if you would like to find Discord where we do all of our midweek discussion. Please join us over there and thank you so much for being here on a Wednesday for... Side cannons, And if you would like to find more of these, if you're just joining us and you don't know about the, the history of this campaign, you can find these episodes uh, using the play, uh, of course, this link is going to be within that link tree for Sidecar Stories, but um, you can use the playlists command at any time and that will bring you to a list of all of our collected playlists for all the different stuff that we do, as much as is uploaded right now, which is most of it, I will say. Um, so. If you want to find past episodes, you can find uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can look for side cannons, um, as in ready, aim, cannons. Um, Or you can head over to YouTube for the Sidecar Stories YouTube channel. Um, It will have the video versions of this as well. So, there is that. Y'all, thank you so very, very much. I appreciate you dearly. Um, Let's talk about our... Let's talk about our quests right now, um, so that we can understand what we're trying to aim toward next. Um, and uh, in addition, y'all know the question I'm going to ask is: Have you advanced any of these? Um, have you advanced any of these quests? If you can make a compelling case, I'll say yes to most things. Um, so let's take a look at them. Uh, one-star quest: Identify the items from Professor Ertrick, the Luka Brusca spy that was embedded inside Castle Vesperal. A four-star quest: Avenge your own death. A two-star quest, make a good impression on Pennelly, and a three-star quest, Pursue Academics. Y'all go ahead and let me know how you feel about those quests right now and if you would like to add any to them. Um, they can be as, as complicated or as simple as you wish. Um, basically, if y'all ask me a question with like a huge, complex answer, I'll make it a, a more difficult one. If you want to just sort of you know answer a very simple, very local question or explore something very simple and local, uh, something like that, you know, it could be as simple as, like... It could be as simple as build a spear. It could be as complex as design a new type of spear to, uh... To <laughs> with, uh imbued with arcane energy. It can be as, as complicated or as simple as you like. Um, Sander, have a good one. Uh, let me know over in Discord if uh, if you've got any ideas for quests that you want to add, Igor. Uh, add for Igor. Um... Let's take a look at Illyria's as well while well, y'all are uh, chatting about the uh, the Igor quests. Illyria uh, returned to Brackwater, ready to settle down. I mean, I've definitely seen something here, but I don't know if I'm gonna call it a full. I mean, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself. Uh, this is a five-star quest, so I get one tick. Each progress is four ticks, uh, and uh, I need ten progress to totally fill this thing up. And so um, I am now at two progress total for returning to Brackwater, ready to settle down. Um, three stars. Study under a lichen mentor. I'm going to say I get some progress for that one. Um, I think knowing about the, the sort of history of... What I am uh, is hugely important. Discover the truth of the underbrush. Nope. Um, protect Professor Brana's secret identity. I don't think I've done anything notable on that front right now. um, and then a three star quest pursue expeditioneering. Again, I don't think I've made any progress on that one. So I'm um, currently my my highest one is study under a like and mentor between choose gang and Professor Brisley. I think I'm in an okay shape here. I'm at 4 out of 10. I'm making some decent progress. Let's take a look over at Igor. Um let's take a look. Um Gem says academics seem to be getting closer. Um and you know what? I'm going to I'm going to allow this to count. This is definitely like um in spite of the fact that he doesn't really look like it or necessarily seem like it, Steel has become kind of an academic and is kind of teaching you through some of these things. And so, uh I am going to go ahead and give you some progress on that. That brings you to 4 out of 10. Um probably not a great time to try and complete that quest, but absolutely making progress on it. Um and then let's see. I think uh Marenver says I think we made progress on looking at the items. Oh, you most certainly have. Yes, indeed. This is a one-star quest, which I mean, which means I think you get like uh let's see. How much is it? Um, oracles, momentum, inflicting harm. Where is it? Where is it? Reach a milestone. Here we go. Troublesome quest. You're gonna mark three progress. Bit, bit, bit. Which I think I might have mismarked last time because I. Hmm, what happened here? You should. Because you only had two, which doesn't make any sense. Because for this level of quest, it doesn't operate in increments of two. Um, let's see, so then there was the knife, and then the, I mean, I think you uh I think you're at six out of 10. Um, so you could try and complete this quest. Um, let's see, uh, you could, although I don't really suggest it until you get to like seven. That gives you good chances, and then if you wait until you're all the way full up to 10, that gives you the best chances. Of course. Um, so I like that. Um, Gem says, we seem to have left Penelli behind. At least for right now, yeah. Um, and you still have an open slot here, uh, which is interesting because I think Marinver um, says, I, uh, let's see, well, I think we made progress on looking at the items. Uh, indeed. Uh, Orly Rose says, I think we need something for exploring slash helping friends or something else outside of academics of school. I think that could be a really good idea. Let's talk about let, let's let's write a new quest right now. Um, what do we think? And this is this is a vow, is how the the game technically presents this quests. I find are a little bit easier to latch onto. And in case we don't always play uh, Ironsworn, I'm big on using mechanics in different games. Uh, so I really love this idea of sort of setting your own quests. And so we're, I'm calling them quests for right now. But um, what is it that Igor? as of tonight, would sort of vow to do. Do you think that, I'll, I'll just sort of spit out a couple of options and we can talk through some of them here. Um, do we think that Igor would be mostly focused on like keeping Illyria safe? Would Igor be mostly focused on uh, like getting himself out of this alive? Would Igor be focused on um, on like learning about uh like what what the current sort of social political climate of this area is right now like trying to understand better like okay how is Calthea and Crocata involved in in all this stuff going on is is um you know like what what what's the deal with the feud between Eternal Hunger and Wild Guardians what's the deal there um so that's a possibility um or it could be like really like crazy simple stuff, like just, you know, keep Illyria safe for one night. That wouldn't be a super interesting one, but, uh, uh, you know, like get Illyria. It it could be something more difficult, like convince Illyria to, to, leave this behind and and not participate in this or something. Um, but I do like the idea of of like yeah, kind of a, a vow to do something that isn't so isn't so grand scale, like avenging your own death, but it also isn't necessarily tied to being at school, doing school stuff. Um, I, I like the sound of this. So, uh, let me see. And Orly Rose, uh wait, hold on. Yeah, Orly Rose, you may need to, I'm gonna read it in just a second, maybe that will make it clear, but because there's a delay, I don't know which one you were necessarily picking out as the one you were interested in, so you might need to rewrite that. Um, let me see, let me see. Um, Um, Orly Rose says, I'm just trying to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Yeah, Orly Rose says, so I think, I think that because he isn't Lycan, he might be able to see or do things that the hunger prevents the others from doing. Okay, an interesting idea. Yeah, you might be able to sort of get eyes on things they would have a much harder time with. Your stealth is like, your sort of recon ability is kind of unmatched, um, as a ghost plus a very sneaky individual. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. Uh, Marenver says, maybe try to see if he can find some clues as to what this beast might be. Okay, that would definitely be a good one if you wanted to pursue that, if you wanted to sort of like learn about the beast. um, That's absolutely, uh, that would absolutely make a good quest. Um, Orly Rose says, so like he would be gathering intel, learning things, but also trying to keep Illyria safer than they would be otherwise. A good point. I would say that's probably a combination of a few different ones. Um, uh, Let's see, Hogwarts Tippy says, I think he would definitely be more focused on protecting Illyria, but also I think he should do some investigating slash gathering intel. Basically, I think collecting intel slash info slash history. So, I think I like the sounds of this. Um, We will, let's go ahead and Um, Orly Rose says, I'm terrible at making firm decisions. Hey, Orly Rose, don't worry about it. I'm gonna help to sort of guide what might be the most sensible options here. So uh, I will say that protecting Illyria is something that like, I mean, physically protecting, that could get kind of wild. I'm gonna say that like information is kind of the best, information and like scouting is kind of the best thing that you can do anyway. So let's make this vow a little bit more focused on what information you're gonna try and gather. And here's what I'm gonna say. I am going to I'm gonna I'm gonna throw two options at you, option A or option B. Option A is going to be a an easier quest. It's going to be a smaller quest. Um, it is going to be to learn about the beast specifically. So it's going to be a smaller quest, which means it's not going to take take as much time, but it's also not going to give as much XP when when you're when you're finished with it. Um, and remember, XP is essentially it's uh, it's currency you can spend on level up stuff. Um, so you're not going to get quite as much of it. The scale is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 XP for, for succeeding at stuff. Um, or 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, is that right? No, it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 if you do super well, um, you know, if you if you really pursue it out to the end, or 0, 1, 2, 3, 4 if you only sort of, like, kind of succeed at your mission, um, if you only chase it down partway. Basically, if you try to end the quest too early and it doesn't go super well, you might get one less xp or you might get none if it goes super super poorly basically let's not think about all those complications essentially option a is learn about the beast this this beast that was in the forest is it really the thing that they think it is is it if it is that thing what what should you know about it because that's just sort of one thing i'm going to call that one a little bit on the easier side S- option b is um going to be a more difficult quest that means it's going to take longer but it also means you're going to get more xp for it and that option b is going to be to sort of um i mean just sort of like investigate the i'm going to try to word it less boring than this but investigate the socio-political climate of this territory Try to see like what's the deal with kind of what I explained. Like what's the deal with House Gurkata and Calpheia down to the south? What's the deal with the the Wild Guardians up to the north? How does the the Eternal Hunger fit into all of this? So option A: learn about the beast specifically. Shorter quest, slightly less XP. Um, or option B: learn about the whole thing. Try to learn. Try to learn about the the wider sort of implications, the wider uh, uh, faction conflict going on. That's going to take longer, it's gonna offer a little bit more XP, um, and uh, you know, it just depends on which one you are most curious about right now. And and I would say, you know, kind of be true to yourself here. Which one is, I'm sure that learning about one will cause you to learn a bit about the other, but which one is more fascinating to you? Which one's more interesting to you right now? A or B? Um, Let's see, Orly Rose says, I think B, because I suspect that if it's nefarious, we will learn that by investigating the territory in general. Okay, interesting. Uh, Jem says, to the beast, not to eat me. (laughs) Uh, Hogwarts hippie says, option B. Um, ooh, Jem says option A, and Marenver also says option A. Hogwarts if he says, I want to know all the info. Okay, so right now, it looks like we've got two and two. Uh, so I'm going to need a tiebreaker from somebody, and this is a great time for uh, any of y'all lurking in chat right now. If you just want to pop in and uh, offer a bit of guidance here, this might be a good time for it. Because right now, we've got two votes for A and two votes for B. We need a tiebreaker. Uh, Orly Rose says, uh, also we have heard and sure enough in the castle with the wounded that we will keep things going. Let's see. (laughs) TV says, we need Sander to break the tie. Um, Yeah, we might indeed. Uh, Any of y'all lurkers, now is the time. Now is the time to make your voice heard. Option A, learn about this beast or option B, just learn about uh just try to learn about the the territory at large and uh like i said there's absolutely going to be some overlap uh but this is just you know whichever one interests you the most don't try to think i was trying to be be forthcoming but don't bother too much about like which one's worth more xp or whatever which one's the most interesting to you right now (laughs) jeff says why did sander go to sleep good grief um and uh yeah if we if we're still at a tie by the end of this i will just ping him in discord later uh because you know he's definitely like he's involved here every single week it is right for us to to give him a bit of a tiebreaker if we don't have a decision by the end of this um but yeah i think um oh oh miren says okay i will switch to b okay all right um (laughs) yeah indeed there is no wrong answer no wrong answer whatsoever watch now we're gonna get two lurkers pop in and uh and say a (laughs) gem says no Marinver, you traitor (laughs) no 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 everybody um i think this is going to be a a grand quest. Uh, it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, I'm going to call this one a. I'm going to call this one a two-star quest. This is going to be not a troublesome journey, not the easiest, but a dangerous journey. Um, dangerous quest. We're going to call it. Um, and this is going to be to learn about the. Um, let's see. To what do we want to call this? What's what's the name of this quest essentially? Um, learn about the faction dynamics in the territory. Okay, fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, now, I... I can make this like a little bit harder if you want to really like go in deep, but I think to sort of identify the the, the normal stuff in the territory, plus at the rate that experience is currently going, I'm gonna call it a little bit of an easier one. That way, that way it can sort of like what was that? Do I hear that out there? It sounded like a it sounded like a speedboat. Um, but uh, you know what? No, I am gonna call this one a I'm gonna call this one a a three star quest instead of a two star because I think we're about to get a ton of information on it, and so I want y'all to get as much XP as possible. There we go. There we go, I'm, 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 I'm doing as much as I can to get y'all as much XP as I can. Um, but yeah, we're gonna learn about the faction dynamics a lot coming up, and so um, let's go ahead and swear this vow. Let's go ahead and do this sucker. Um, when you swear upon iron to complete a quest. Now, we don't do the like upon iron thing with this, um, but uh, there is there is a tradition in the realms of Residus to uh, swear upon stones. Um, especially stones that uh, have come from the towers. And so I think as, a, as someone from the towers, you would probably, you're from a gate town. I think Ego would probably pick up a stone here and uh, swear upon it even if you're not sure it was ever part of the towers. Some say that all stones on the ground were once uh, part of the towers because of how ancient it all is. But, but, you're gonna swear an iron vow. Uh, you're gonna roll plus heart. Um, let's see, if you make this vow to a person or community with whom you have a bond, add plus one. I don't believe that you do. Um, so, let's find out, shall we? Against a two and a seven. You did roll a six. Um, Which means that that gets you up to, I mean, that does get you to a six. Can you get a seven? Could I get you a strong hit on this? Let's see. On a strong hit, um, I'm determined. If I take plus one momentum, okay. Frankly, the difference is plus one momentum or plus two momentum, so it's not a huge deal. Oh wait, can you cancel that? No, you cannot. Okay, that's okay. That is all right. No fear. Um, you currently have six momentum. You've got a weak hit here to start your quest, um, but you got this sucker. You got it. Um, And uh, you're going to envision what you can do to find a path forward. Um, You're determined, but you begin your quest with more questions than answers. Um, And I think that seems to represent pretty well where we are right now. You've got a lot of questions and maybe not a lot of answers. You know that this beast is around. You know that there's this beast that they just call the hunger. Um, uh, This this dire wolf of all dire wolves uh, out here in the forest. Um, Something to something to look forward to gem says I have to get some sleep I hope that you do gems uh enjoy this has been an absolutely lovely session I'm um, just gonna make sure Illyria doesn't have anything extra to do right now um no I think uh, I think I'm going to... You know what? You know what I could do. Actually, no, my spirit's not great, so I'm not going to do it right now. But I may decide to forsake this quest of uh, protecting Professor Brana's secret. I'm going to hold on to this t- discovering the truth of the underbrush because Illyria is going to actively. Now that we're out in the forest, Illyria is going to actively look for the underbrush. Um, Illyria wasn't anticipating getting another chance to like take a stab at this. So, so here we go gang thank you so much for being here my name is Sam this is sidecar stories if you want to know everything there is to know about sidecar stories go ahead and use the links command uh, that will take you to the link tree. l-i-n-k-t-r dot ee slash sidecar stories um, that will take you to basically all the things you need to know I've got the new link up there for the playlists as well um, and uh, folks If you want to know anything about that, including and most especially the playlists and the Discord, please head to that link. That is the link to follow. That is the link to share. And finally, folks, it has been grand. I love you all, and I will see you later. Let's see if there's anybody to raid over to. Um, It doesn't look like it. Hey, y'all. Thanks for being here. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you tomorrow with a bit of information on how we might fundraise me a a new router so that I can stop having these internet drops. I really adore y'all. Thank you so much. This was a really fun session. Bye-bye, gang.